What's up and welcome into the lead block. Happy Wednesday. Is today Tuesday? Are we recording? On a yeah, it's Tuesday. Yeah, I it's think like so. Wednesday. Yeah, happy Wednesday, everybody. All right. It's been a while. It's been, it's been a little while. Um, obviously, your life is different. Uh, you listening. My life is different. Matthew, yours is different. Um, on this, this pandemic, whatever is going on in, in the world, coronavirus. So, when the last episode where we left off, we uh, <laughs> we um, and we'll explain here why we've been off for a little bit. Or we took a week off. Um, we talked about us like finagling our way into the studio. That was shout out to that guy who got us in. By the way, um, yeah, I, I wish I'd have got his name because I, I would I, I would like to have his name so I could you know at least make sure that uh, USC is paying his salary over over the break here. Um, he deserved it, but yeah, so we did that show and that was Friday, uh, like a week and a half ago, like 10 days ago. And last week is where things started to get nuts, right? Everything just canceled, you know, beyond belief, like supposed to stay in your house or whatever. Do all those things, by the way, don't, don't make a mockery of it. It's not <laughs> Please anything to mock, don't yeah. avoid that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just, just be smart. Just stay home. Like, look, if you don't, if you want to be big, bad, and tough, and you want to think you can beat coronavirus, that's fine. But it's not you beating it if, if you're, you know, 20, 25, like, and you're in decent shape and whatever. Like, um, you, you'll probably be fine, but it's, it's, you, you're not the problem with, like, you can't go out because the people you're infect are, is where it's going to really hurt. You know, you don't want to take something home to your grandparents or, uh, kid or your little sister or whatever you know that that scenario may be but just just be smart um and then free agency did open up last week so we actually have something some stuff to talk about uh but we will probably just do one episode a week probably on a wednesday just because it's middle of the week um from from for for a while until things get back to normal i guess who knows when that's gonna be uh, dude I I had this a little further down, but this is where we're going to start, uh, Matthew. It's Oh, by the way, I didn't even intro the show today. I just completely missed over that. I'm Tyler Walters, if you don't know by now. Um, and then alongside me, on courtesy of Zoom, we're trying some new new uh, meeting software this week, is Matthew Anderson. Hey, you were in the middle of the introduction, and next thing it just stops. I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah, but in case you didn't introduce me, this is Matthew Anderson coming at you live from two nine two zero nine. Oh man, this is this is great. Hey, you know, like I we did Skype shows over the uh, over Christmas, I guess that the holiday break or whatever, and they went okay. Um, Skype isn't great. We're hoping Zoom's gonna work for us. Right now, it's struggling, but hopefully, it'll catch up in a minute. Uh, we just like being in the studio. So we can, it just makes such a difference when you record a show in the studio and you can see the person you're talking to face to face. I mean, you get like, when you call someone on the phone, like, you know, if you're listening, like, you know, like when you call your mom on the phone, it's not the same as talking to your mom in person or like whoever you're calling, like calling up your buddies to talk about this or that. Like, it's just different when you can see each other. Um, so we, we try to, we're trying to do that. And last week, the announcement was made that the entire University of South Carolina is closed, which is where we record our uh, show in WSE studio, courtesy Garnet Media. Um, so that got shut down, and 
then we moved on to what we're doing now. Matthew keeps cutting out. Hopefully he's with us for the show. Yeah, okay. I don't know if it's Matthew yeah. cutting out or if it's me cutting out. Um, but if you hear me rambling for a few seconds, just assume that Matthew cut out for a few seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll, that's, that's, so that's kind of what's going, been going on with the show, but that's not too big of a deal. Like, uh, if you guys are at home or whatever, you know, and you're looking for, for things to do, we're going to talk about a few things to watch here at the end. Like uh, I'm sure you're rolling through every show you've ever seen or like video games. That's what I've been doing. I'm just playing, playing games. I had work to do last week. Um, and then that ceased this week. So <laughs> I'm just sitting here with nothing to do. Uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll give you a few things on Matthew and I's radar at the end of the show. Uh, but we'll start with Brady. You go, you go ahead. You go ahead, Matthew. Tell me, tell me what you thought. All right. So Brady signed a contract two years for 50 million to go to Tampa Bay. He will replace Jameis Winston, who was released. It's going to be very interesting to see where Jameis Winston ends up getting picked up at. Now, I love it for Brady, though, because he goes there with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And most people don't know about Chris Godwin, but he was third most in receiving yards last season with 1,333 yards and tied for fourth in the league with nine receiving touchdowns. That's a pretty good receiver. So you got him, O.J. Howard, Mike Evans, like that right there. And a good deal for Brady. It's kind of start fresh right there. And I'm sure the defense, as a matter of fact, I've heard some defensive players are like, okay, we, we probably won't have to worry about being on the field quite as much because we know Brady's not going to throw the ball away. Uh, yeah, that was the biggest problem with Jameis, um, is that he would throw, you know, 30, 40 touchdowns, but he would throw 35 or 45 interceptions. Uh, um, but he got LASIK, so, you know, his eyes are fixed. Maybe he'll be able to see what team he's throwing to because – if Jameis can see who he's throwing to, like I honestly think the vision are the root of all of his problems. I think he just cannot see because he's he's a damn good quarterback. I just don't think he can see who he's throwing to downfield because he's squinting to get a play call in. How are you telling me you're going to see a receiver 40 yards downfield and drop a ball on a dime? I think if he could see, he'll be fine. I wonder did it get worse since he was at Florida State? Because I remember it used to be the notorious thing at Florida State. It used to be like this looking to get the play in, like, did that get, did it progressively get worse or how did that happen? Had to, had to. Uh, but let's go back to Brady. Were you, were you shocked? So when I started hearing the, like, the mummers, I was like, huh, that would be interesting. Didn't expect that. I would say get from the get-go, I was like, there's probably like a 20% chance. I would thought he was more likely to go to Tennessee or something like that. When you look at the weapons that they have, it's like, that's definitely a good landing spot for them. Uh, yeah, I, I thought – I didn't think there was any way in hell that he would go to Tampa Bay, right? Um, I, th- I thought it was a 99% chance he was staying in New England. Uh, that shocked me when he tweeted out his whole thing like Patriot forever, and then it was basically like – well, let's talk about that for a second. He captions it Patriot forever, and then during the statement that he, he – so he tweets out this statement, Tom Brady does. Uh, he put it on Instagram too. And his caption to the statement that he posted was Patriot forever. But you're not a Patriot forever because your statement is saying you're leaving the Patriots. Mm-hmm. So what, I don't know like what that was about. You could have said it's been fun or thank you, New England, or something like that. I don't know. Whatever. I, I, I've heard rumors that the Pats didn't really offer Brady. I didn't see anything about that, but I, I know there's a lot of real interest stuff like the contracts. They weren't really – 
talking quite as much as people were expecting them to be and stuff. And then you even got the feel that Robert Kraft wasn't all into this one. Like how he vetoed uh, him being traded away last time. See, like this time it was like, well, it's kind See, of I think what happened with that deal was the first time Bill said, all right, you know, I want to get rid of Brady. Here's the time. Let's do it now. We have a guy, Jimmy Garoppolo, who was a seamless transition, right? Like we have everything set up for us. Um, and then like Kraft convinced him to keep, he, he put his foot down and said, Hey, we're keeping Brady. Belichick said, all right, you sign him next deal. We're not doing it. Like we're out. Like it's my say, you know? So I think, that was a little behind the door deal between Balachuk and Kraft. And, uh, and that's kind of what happened. And, and Brady was out. I, like it was pretty clear, like uh, that Belichick didn't want to keep going with Brady because he sees him now as a 42 year old quarterback. Like, and no offense to Brady, he's still better than probably 25 other quarterbacks in the league. Right. If you give me a fourth quarter and I'm down four points and I have uh, two minutes if I'm picking any quarterback in the NFL, it's Tom Brady, like every, every time until he retires. Um, and if you're asking me which quarterback I'd bet on to make it furthest in the playoffs, uh, right now I'd probably only put Pat Mahomes ahead of, of Brady. Um, and, and like, I, I don't know. I think Belichick was just like, we're, we're done after this. And then, so he, he leaves New England. And then I was like, all right, he's going to the Chargers, maybe the Titans. Titans like immediately just get, uh, they, they had, um, they signed Tannehill to a big deal. Uh, so Mariota's gone. Yeah. Like a couple of years ago, Tannehill was like a backup at one point. Yeah. Yeah. He could, could, couldn't like, couldn't make, he could never make the next step. He's always the next step guy. Like if he takes one step forward, he'll be fine. So the Mariota's out at Tennessee. He goes to the Raiders. He'll suck there too. Um, I never really got what the infatuation was with Marcus Mariota in Tennessee. I loved him at Oregon. Thought he was awesome. College quarterback. Didn't ever see those skills transitioning and they never really did right he was never going to be I think kind of what he was hyped up to be um in Tennessee and I think Tannehill kind of works with that offense uh it also is kind of surprising that they paid Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry is not really been paid yet he was the one who carried that offense last year uh so we'll see how that goes going down the line I think there could be a little hostility there uh we know running backs like that we've seen running backs in the past few years hold out and say, look, if you're going to pay me, you're going to pay the quarterback, this bum that's handing me the ball 50 times a game, right? So we saw that in L.A. Uh, with Phil Rivers and, and Melvin Gordon. Um, didn't work for Melvin Gordon. He got paid basically like $5 a year to go to Denver now. Uh, so he's in Denver. Yeah, I saw that. His, his holdout did not his, – his holdout bit him in the ass. So, I mean, that's tough for him. Um, I think he just a little – I think he thought he was Le'Veon Bell and he just wasn't but he's still a very, very, very good running back. And I also think the Chargers like, aren't necessarily the best franchise to do that to because they're just going to be like, all right, well, fine. We're, we're just not going to pay you. Um, yeah. we, don't, like, yeah. we, don't, we don't need to pay you. Someone else can. And then, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought Brady was going to the Chargers for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, but yeah, it, like, it didn't happen. It's a California guy. Not to mention, it's like they had the weapons too. So it really made a lot. Of, and then a new stadium says, okay, we, we know if Tom Brady comes, we'll be able to get people in. Because I keep saying this, and I don't think enough people hear me. They are moving to that stadium that is even bigger than, like, uh, it might be around the same size as where they had the Coliseum. The but concept. nonetheless, they were playing at a really small soccer 
stadium and couldn't sell that yeah. thing out. So it was like they need the big names. Like even with them getting wins and stuff like that, they're not like they're excelling as far as the sport. But as far as people in the seat, they're not. And it seems like the Rams, I guess, if they've been there, it's like they just have more of that cliche for people to come to the games. Yeah, but if you get Tom Brady, like you're selling seats. Like, and also then like the Chargers, you are going to struggle to be the team in L.A. until you leave L.A. Like you get Tom Brady you're the team in LA. If the Rams come out and they're, you know, start the season, uh, you know, three and two and the Chargers start four and one or three and two, like you're the team, like you have Tom Brady. Um, yeah. He, he silence my phone. So you hear, I keep getting notifications from the athletic. I don't know what your notifications look like lately. That's kind of brings up a good point here during this. I've gotten the most BS notifications like from ESPN <laughs> The athletic, the athletic is doing something dumb every day. Like it, it is a struggle for journalists. They are just like it, grasping for air right now. It, it's it's tough. Um, and there's just nothing for them to do. So, but yeah, I, I don't know. To Brady to the Bucks. I don't even like. I mean, I've talked to some. Of my, I have plenty of friends who are huge Pats fans, huge Brady fans. They say they're gonna root for the Bucks, um, which I guess I would too. But like. I would have rooted for Brady on the Chargers because it would have been fun. I don't know about the Bucks. Like it's just that brand, like Tampa Bay. Like I don't really want to root for their fans. It is sick how they have the pirate ship in their field, and I like Bruce Arians. Um, but we'll see. The other other big move here, I didn't see this one coming. So the Rams released Todd Gurley. Uh, what was that like last Thursday, Friday, something like that? And what then, that? yeah, then he signed with the Falcons. Coming back so, to Georgia. That's a big-time move for uh, I the Falcons. Like, yeah, your team sucks right now. It has sucked, you know. You get Todd Gurley, you're selling seats, like, for sure. You're going to have every Georgia fan. Like, Georgia is basically 80% Georgia fans. I don't think there's any Georgia Tech fans, really. Like, you were going to sell, like, crazy in, in Atlanta for people to come see Todd Gurley. So, great PR move. Also, like, Todd Gurley is one of the best, if not the best, running back in the NFL, if he can stay healthy. So yeah. he's well, twenty. I, he's only twenty five years old. That is crazy. It seems like he's been in the league longer than that. But yeah, they, a lot of people are big on this whole New York Riders thing. I just feel, I hope at least that he just gets to get with the right trainer that be able to. I don't even know. I'm pretty sure with arthritis, all you do is try to build the muscles around it. But I know, I mean, he's a professional, so he's got the right people in place to kind of get back going again because I know he struggled a little bit last year. But, dude, in the NFC South, if you go to the Saints, they have Breeze, Alvin Kamara, and uh, Michael Thomas. The Tampa Bay, you got Brady, Evans, Godwin. In the Falcons now, you got Ryan – I know is I'm drawing a blank right now. Matt Ryan. Like, Matt Ryan, yeah, Matt Ryan Boss College, obviously. Matt Ryan, Ty Gurley, Julio Jones, and the Panthers, you got Teddy Bridgewater, DJ Moore, and Christian McCaffrey. So the NFC South is loaded now. And then so Not- you basically get to watch uh Tom Brady versus uh Drew Brees twice a year. Yeah, that that'll that'll be awesome. Like that division for Brady. Like, that division is going to be, I think, very fun to watch this year. Because the Saints are always good, right? Usually. Um, and Sean Payton seems to be recovering from coronavirus quite well. <laughs> I thought he that ordered was, something. I was like, what, like cheesecake or something? I was like, I don't, I don't know, dude. It, like, he looked fine. He said he, you know, he was hurt. Like, it didn't seem to affect him in ways that affected other people, which is, I mean, good for football, I guess. 
Um, and then you have, you know, Falcons signing Gurley, uh, Brady and the Bucks, the Panthers with the guys you just listened to, you know, Christian Caffrey, TJ Moore. Uh, but they're just announced today, or they're about to announce. I don't know if they've officially announced it yet. I saw, just saw a tweet from Adam Schefter like 35 minutes ago. Um, Cam Newton is out in in, in Charlotte. So we're going to see something new there as well. It, on top of that, they have Matt Rule and Joe Brady, uh, who are both oh. new on that staff in, in, in Carolina. So that'll be a fun team to watch as well. There is a lot of, like, mix-ups. I don't – the Falcons – I think had they fired Dan Quinn, I would be a lot more excited about them this year. I, I just, I don't know. He did get to a Super Bowl just a couple of years ago. So we'll see with that. I, I just don't have a lot of faith in him. It looks like he's just dwindling as his years go on there. Yeah, I think they're ready like with the, for kind of like a new start. And so yep. if they would have gotten – obviously they had the players. Because I didn't even mention Calvin Ridley and those guys. And yeah. then you know, Brady Jarrett's and the, uh, Vic Beasley. But it's like, yeah, like you said, I feel like with the new coach, it will come with a new excitement, kind of like how it did with Matt Rule. Uh, we're going to be interested to see. Matt Rule kind of came in. He said, okay, so Cam doesn't fit on our script. We want to go with Teddy Bridgewater. I'm all for the year black quarterback, so I'm, I'm happy regardless. Dude, I'm so pumped to see Teddy. I'm so pumped to see. Because he never, like, he's never had, like, his chance, really. Like, he had, what, like one year, and then his ACL gets just destroyed. With yeah, the Vikings, he had turned right? that team into a playoff team. Well, I don't know that, but they were a playoff team, and he was, they were playing outside in the cold because that was when the Minnesota Dome had just collapsed. So they were playing outside in Minnesota weekly, going to the playoffs, and then obviously the injury happened. It was, dude, it, I was so pissed on Teddy. I, I love Teddy. Hey, he's got a great name. Teddy Bridgewater, all-time like classic quarterback name. Um, and then – like he's he's very good. He was very fun to watch at Louisville. I thought I like I think he was for me he was more fun to watch than Lamar Jackson. I think it was because I was younger when Teddy Bridgewater was playing, um, and like it just hit me in the right age. But like I he's gonna get a chance. It looks like in, in Carolina, and I'm like he should be an NFL starting quarterback. Like I don't yeah. know how other teams like last year like let the Saints steal him away from. Like if you were like. I mean, Jacksonville, you went with Nick Foles. Like, you took your chances there, right? I would have rather had Teddy Bridgewater. But you take your chances with Nick Foles. He kind of fits your system or whatever. Um, but you look around the league, right? Like, why would you not take Teddy Bridgewater? Oh, another quarterback move that I didn't write down while we are on quarterback moves um, is is uh, our boy Phil Rivers going to the Colts, which leads me to my boy, Jacoby Brissett. Someone needs to get him. He should just go back to the Pats. Honestly, yeah, Belichick needs to work something out there. That actually, I did not think about that. That actually would be really good. I see they just picked up Tom Hoyer, but Uh, that is good. And the fans are not, the Colts fans are not happy. That uh, Philip Rivers is there. Like they don't, they they would. I'm sure they prefer Brissett. And Brissett was a good quarterback. He's got hurt. Like I think he he started off the year like I'm not 100 percent sure, but I thought he started off the year five and zero. Yeah, they, they had a really good team at the beginning of the year. I look, I think Jacoby Brissett is an NFL quarterback. Like I'll I'll like I don't know, you can I've seen him succeed in spots where he was set up for success. Yeah. So and that's the biggest thing to do with quarterbacks is you need to set your quarterback up to succeed versus having your quarterback come in and say, Hey, this is how we succeed. No, this is your quarterback. This is what you have been given. Build around this. Um, but I think Phil Rivers will work there, right? You've got a really good offensive line. Uh, 
Um, you need some more weapons, right? You got T.Y. Hilton. Like, you could use a running back. Like, it, it, it's just you need more. You got Eric Ebron. You need kind of more on the outside. Like, some someone Phil Rivers can throw to. But I, I don't know if this is really the right move for the Colts. We'll see. I think it could work. I don't think it will work. No, I think I think their best bet would have been uh, progressing under. And then the thing is, your boy Jacoby is young. Well, not too young, but he's younger, so they could have kind of like 25, 26, play. something, somewhere in there. But now this is like a one-year deal, then you're kind of starting over. I don't understand why they did it, but uh, I guess we'll see what happens with him. Yeah, I think he'll find a job somewhere in the NFL. I don't see – I mean – Jacoby Brissett might end up being one of those guys who just kind of gets pushed into career backup, and it's going to be unfortunate because I think he could have he could have led some teams deep into playoffs. Uh, I don't know if he's a Super Bowl caliber quarterback, but he's definitely like just as good as Phil Rivers has ever been as far as success. <laughs> I mean, yeah. what has Phil Rivers ever done that really makes you think he's going to win you a Super Bowl in Indianapolis? You need to get on the phone with Bill Belichick and I'll let him know uh, what you're thinking. I don't know if there's a contract issue or whatnot, but hey. there's probably something there that they can't get him. But like, that would be that a heck of a night. Awesome. I had not, you know, I haven't really seen anybody talk about that too much on Twitter. I'm kind of surprised. I would also like to see Jameis in New England. I think that would be exciting. Yes. Um, yes. I think Jameis. I think Jameis would give Bill Belichick and like just a stroke. I think he would kill Bill Belichick. <laughs> I, I think there's only one way to kill Bill Belichick, and it's to give him James Winston as a starting quarterback, because I, I think Belichick will have a stroke watching him on the sideline if he starts throwing <laughs> five picks a game, right? James will either be 10 times better than Tom Brady ever was, or he will kill Bill Belichick. Like That's yeah. the only way that happens in New England. Retiring effective immediately. Yeah. Uh, it's ironic. I hear a lot of people saying Jameis, they uh, Washington might take him as a backup, but people are like, Jameis Winston is an actual quarterback. Dude. He would destroy Dwayne Haskins in like on a in like a training camp scenario because like he's used to leading the first team. Dwayne Haskins still kind of learning how things go in the NFL. So I saw that, but I haven't. But it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. Where... Oh, I think Matthew cut out Jameis Winston. So is, uh, Oh, there you go. You cut yeah. off for just a second. But Jameis Winston is an absolutely a starting quarterback in the NFL. And I can't believe that, like, someone would take him and try to stick him as a backup. Like, he is a starting quarterback. Like, he's for sure, like, shown glimpses of, like, he has the arm. Like, he has playmaking ability. Like, he's kind of smart sometimes. Like, he, I just – I honestly think him being able to see now just changes everything. I just want to see a Jameis – who can see? Because he definitely has the raw talent, like no doubt. Um, but if it's all upstairs, I don't know. Uh, we talked about the Rams a little bit. The Rams' new logo. Have you seen this thing? I saw it. A lot of people say it looks like a Division Two school. As a matter it of fact, sucks. Oh, it's terrible. It does look like a D. It looks like D three. It's terrible. It's like. Uh... I guess in LA they're kind of looking for a facelift there, kind of stay like a uh, real new, like I guess you could say. And it's just why, like, why, why? I hated the Rams logo in St. Louis. I kind of like uh, in their jerseys. I kind of like when they went to LA. They they brought back like more of the royal blue and like the gold, like instead of like yellow, it's more like gold. Um, and they play with those a lot. Like I don't like the navy and like the dingy like kind of uniforms, like the dingy yellow. That that looks terrible. Um, and then. They had, like, the Navy helmets with the white horns instead of the yellow horns. I thought the white was looked very clean. And now they're going to change that, like, 
it's going to look terrible. You slap that logo on any jersey, it's going to look crap. The Jets jerseys already need a remastering. They look terrible. I don't know what Nike were thinking there. Like, it, it's it, – those are absolute trash. Um, speaking of the – I just hate of, this thing. Yeah. Speaking of the Jets, I don't know – you're not a big NFL fan, but to the listeners out there, NFL game day pass or whatever is offering mm-hmm. free – um, free, I guess, subscription or whatever to the end of, I think that's May, either May or June. And they have coaches film, in case you want to watch that. That's what I've been looking into a lot of. And also, like, they have, like, clips with Jamal Adams, where it's, like, 30 minutes of him going through film with some of the hosts or whatever of the show. It's free. It's excellent. And you literally get to see what the private pros think about it, breaking down their own film, what they see, things of that nature. But, yeah, the Jets uniform, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I, I'm I'm out in the Jets. Yeah, like, uh, uh, uh they're just terrible. I don't, I don't like, I don't, I think they overthink it so much at the NFL, in the Major League Baseball, in the NBA level, that like some of these jerseys they make, man, like, come on, like, let a 16 or 17 year old kid who's a fan of your team come up with a few jersey designs, right? Have him give it to a college kid who's a fan of your team. Have him kind of remaster it a little bit, and then and then just take it, stick it on the floor, right? If you can appease like sixteen-year-old kids and twenty-two-year-old kids with your jerseys, you win. Those jerseys that they have now like stink, like it, it, they're terrible. Uh, the Jets being in in the new Rams logo, just just awful. Uh, a couple XFL guys on the move to the NFL: PJ Walker, who was quarterback in uh, I don't even remember which NFL Houston, was he? Houston? Houston for the Houston. Okay. Panthers. He's going to the Panthers. Um, so he'll probably end up being scout team or something there. And then Jordan Tamu, who's actually went to Ole Miss, is going to the Chiefs. What's up? What would you say? He lit it up. Uh, P.J. Walker, he was the best quarterback, I'm pretty sure, in the whole XFL. He actually started off as a practice squad guy with the uh, Colts. Him and Andrew Luck built uh-huh. a really tight bond. And his and he's been kind of vouching for him. as uh, Andrew Luck's kind of been vouching for him between him and his dad. But, yeah. P.J. Walker lit it up in the uh, XFL. Excited to see what happens with him. At, like you said, probably be career backup at this point in his career, unless like something happens, he gets in. Yeah, probably. But nonetheless, happy for the guy. And then I had forgotten about the guy from Ole Miss. And where did you say he ended up going? Uh, he's going to the Chiefs. Okay. I think he has a pretty live arm. Decent backup, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Could be a I good backup. So. I know for a fact he has a live arm, and so I could see that being a good backup for uh, Patrick Mahomes. So therefore, they don't have to call in the guy from high school. Like last year during the season, you saw <laughs> the guy was coaching in high school. And now at least they got a guy who's kind of in the mix still. Um, all right, well, we got one more NFL thing. So the Patriots cut Steven Kuskowski, their longtime kicker. Now this is whatever the start of this, you know, season, you know, NFL. It's probably going to be delayed, honestly, at this point. Uh, will be the first game the Patriots play since October 1st of 1995 without Drew Bledsoe or Pat, Tom Brady or Adam and Terry or Steven Guskowski. You've been through two kickers and two quarterbacks in 25 years in New England. That's crazy. That, that is, is nuts. Well, that is just crazy. It's and it's so crazy because how the organization kind of runs. It's just usually like, okay, you're in, you're in your prime, you're out. And so the fact that like they've had those guys have held down those lockers for so long, and now guess how happens in sports? So it's like next man up approach, and it's like and, and it keeps going as if it never happened. Yep, yeah, it, it's it's wild. I, 
I saw that last night, and I just I was like, what? I, there's no way I read that right. You know, two quarterbacks. I know, I know they had, what, Brian Hoyer in 2011 or something, 2008. Yeah. Um, and he went 11-5, but that, that was because Brady was injured. Uh, and they still had Guskowski on the roster at that time, too. Um, so, all right, well, we got Panthers release Cam Newton. That's, that's kind of it for the NFL, our, our little NFL talk. Because it's, but I'm so happy that free agency is, like, still going on because you can do all that over the phone, like, right? There's no reason to cancel that. Um, just sit at your house. Like, you have FaceTime, like FaceTime Cam Newton or FaceTime Tom Brady, and, you know, you talk there. Use Zoom, you know, uh, whatever, Skype. Uh, we have technology, so I'm glad that stuff is still going on, and the NFL just didn't delay all that because that would have been hell. Um, yeah, it kind of kept the sporting news world kind of even with the whole DeAndre Hopkins situation, him going to the uh, oh my God, Arizona. Arizona. It's like it kind of kept things going because then you're like looking for Shannon Sharp or you're looking on ESPN for get up. Like, okay, what are y'all opinions on this? And then the Michael Irvin talking to DeAndre, and so it's really kind of been kept keeping momentum going. And so, really, it's Braxton kind of been a pretty good time for the NFL, being that it's like y'all have had this space because generally you've been fighting with basketball season or March Madness. But, like, y'all have had people constantly looking at the NFL, probably buying new jerseys if they're out already and things of that nature. Yeah, it, it is. It was a really good, like, it's nice to have something going on. So, I hope, you know, I, I think the NBA season is going to get canceled. Um and they should just go ahead and roll with the regularly scheduled programming as far as free agency goes and the draft. The draft will be weird to watch. Uh, Mel Kuyper put out his mock draft 3.0 this morning, by the way. Um, yesterday, well, yesterday morning, he's listening to this. Uh, if you, I don't know why they make that ESPN Plus. That's so annoying. You got to have ESPN Plus to do that. And then I think just as far as like everything going on, I, I think the NBA is going to get canceled. I just said that. Like, right? Also, there was a scare with Charles Barkley that he might have had coronavirus. Thank God. Like, save us, Chuck. Like, leave us him, right? <laughs> uh, my favorite NBA analyst, my favorite NBA person. I would say my favorite NBA personality, like, all together, like players, coaches, media members, anything included. Uh, Charles Barkley's number one on that list. Um, <laughs> so, thank God he didn't have it. I think you're done with the NBA. I think NHL is canceled. Um, I think all European soccer leagues are going to be canceled for this year. They've already pushed back the Euros 2020 to the Euros. They're going to be now the Euro Cup 2021. Um, the Olympics are being pushed back to 2021. Uh, I think baseball season is going to get canceled, right? Because if you do start it, it's looking like it's going to be July before it's you know feasible that we have fans in the stadium. Uh, I think May is definitely out of the question. Um, I think maybe June. June, June maybe. Like, we don't know what's going to happen with this virus and stuff over the next few weeks coming weeks coming months i'm not i'm by no stretch of the imagination am i a health expert uh but i think that's all gone and i'm i'm really thinking baseball season is going to get canceled right because if you start it in july you're going to fit in 80 games maybe before the playoffs and that's just you know a lot of guys don't get warmed up until game 40 like it, it's yeah. it takes you know i don't know i just i don't think I think it's just this is going to be the year that didn't happen in sports. Like, right? There's going to be zero sports. Maybe we'll get college football in the NFL. Maybe. So that's what I was thinking. I'm thinking. I'm hopefully. I'm hoping that we should be able to get college football. Good, because just think about how bad the economy and stuff would be. I and mean, obviously, that this virus doesn't care about our economy. 
But imagine no. if, if it's already August, so bad. If August was still like this, like at this point, we're we're, we're in real bad shape. So I'm praying. Obviously, we have the doctors who are working around the clock trying to find vaccines and things of that nature. Hopefully, the good Lord will go ahead and get rid of this. We've learned the lesson. We're gonna we're gonna keep the environment nice. Cause one thing that has been kind of cool is in like country things italy you have dolphins again pollution's down it's like there's definitely been some positives obviously negatives all the deaths and stuff like that there have been some mother nature positives in this in this virus oh there's also you bring up a good point i don't know if you follow him but you need to because you're you you like this kind of stuff you like the motivation and positivity stuff Uh, on your social media uh chad holbrook former baseball coach uh, here at the university of south carolina current baseball coach at college of charleston um He's only he's only been tweeting positive news from the coronavirus. So, if you want a little something on your Twitter timeline to like, I don't know, just make you in in like all this time of darkness, maybe lift your day. Throw Chad Holbrook a follow. Like he's finding specific positive news, like in the world of coronavirus. Like okay, like yeah, we have this bad thing, but here's one good thing we can look at. Like all right, so you know this person got over it and they're doing well. So. Let's be happy for them. And so if you're looking for someone to brighten your day, maybe throw Chad Holbrook a follow. And then Don Staley got named AP Coach of the Year. So good for her. Uh, congrats to Coach. Uh, the Oregon, the the girl from Oregon who went off all year one player of the year. So congrats to her as well. Um, but yeah, Don Staley is pretty hyped up about her award, as she should be. Um, she should be a national champion right about now or in the next couple of weeks, but uh, I don't think that's that's you know definitely out of the question at this point. Um, has been for a while. Interesting story on ESPN this morning about the state of Mississippi football right now with uh, Kiffin and um, the Pirate Mike Leach, uh, outside linebackers coach. Just focusing on Ole Miss. An outside linebackers coach said during the the Egg Bowl last year, right? Remember when that receiver, um, his name slips me right now, um, hiked his leg like he was a dog and like pretended to piss on the field, right? Outside linebackers coach through the headset goes that, you know, that's going to cost us our freaking jobs. That right there. And it did, right? Because they get a 15-yard penalty, kicker misses the PAT, they lose by one point. And, And all of that coaching staff was fired. So if you're an athlete and you want to make a stupid move, right? When in a, especially in a year when your team has not had the best year and you know, your coaches are on the hot seat, maybe put a little thought into doing something like that. Uh, in, in the effect that it can have not only on your team being pushed back 15 yards, right? 15 yards, those 15 yards, that one little move cost dozens of people jobs at the University of Mississippi, right? Because now all of Matt Luke's – Matt Luke's now at Georgia, um, and I can guarantee you he would much rather be at Ole Miss, be the head coach, considering he, and especially considering he graduated from Ole Miss. And then you have all of those coaches, this specific outside linebacker coaches, coach in Houston or something now? I don't remember. Some smaller school in Texas. Um, all of these guys have to go find new jobs because you made that one dumb move. So before you do that, think about what you're doing right it's that one little one little leg lift cost dozens of people jobs and no i'm not telling you to feel bad because they can't feed their families these guys are rich most of them uh, i don't know about an outside linebackers coach he's probably making decent money um yeah. he is a football coach right at least you get to be a football coach for a living that's a pretty good job um but like 
you know, these guys work their career. They work their asses off their whole career to get in the spots that they're at. And this is just a one sp- specific reminder that, like, they're judged on things that are almost out of their hands sometimes. Like, it, it's just it's just, it's just how it's a nice little reminder of, like, it is how it is. And, I don't know, you got to think before you do things like that. It's just – it was a dumb move at the time. And I remember watching it and feeling like, this is – it, it made me laugh. I'm not going to lie. Like, it was hilarious. You got your laughs, but, like, it, it just – it cost a lot of people a lot of things around you. And you got to feel bad if you're that kid. I think the kids come out and apologize for it since then. So I, I'm sure he feels terrible about it. But, well, terrible, maybe a stretch, but bad at least. Um, but, yeah, it, I don't know. It was just dumb. That was one of the things in that story. It was a really good story. It was on ESPN.com. There's only, like, four college football stories that have been put up in the last three or four days. So there was a – a transfer from Ohio State to Oklahoma. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, the running back. Uh, Dimp. What's it? What's that guy's name? That's actually a big thing because I saw Justin. Fields. I cannot remember his name. Um, I'm so I've I've gotten so bad with names in the last like year. I, I don't know. I'm just I'm thinking getting old. Got it. Uh, Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon. The running. He was a really right. good running back at Oklahoma. And the thing is, I don't know if he's already graduated or he just got a special. Yeah, he graduated. He got but yeah, he'll be eligible immediately. So huge get for Ohio State. Expect to see Ohio State in the playoff next season. All right, we're gonna do a little something different, just because it is uh, we're on lockdown. We're gonna do a little something different to finish the show. So I texted Matthew this morning. I was like, "Hey, like, just write down like three sports docs, like, are your favorite or like that you like or that you we should get people to watch." Right. So I'm gonna let you go first. And then, um, then I'll, I'll give my three. So just give us what it is and then maybe, you know, kind of tell us, give us a title or whatever, and then tell us like a thing or two about it. All right, cool. So, so at number one, I got the U 30 for 30. I thought that was a really great one. Cause a lot That's of a great one. our age, we hear about it. We don't understand what it was. So the U and the U part two, I'm a close to that in this one. Cause I got yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, one. Definitely check that out. Kobe Bryant news. So showtime. Excellent. Never seen that. He talked about it. He says, uh, this is, he really breaks down like his life, I guess, to obviously the point of success. And that what he says in it, like the narration is like, I did this because I never had the patience to write the book. Or obviously, you end up writing the book model mentality. But it's a really good, definitely would advise checking that out. It really explains where he kind of comes from a little bit, his mindset. The best there never was, 30 for 30, Marcus Dupree at Oklahoma. Thank you. Marcus. That's a great story. I had to leave that one off. I'm glad you picked that up. And then an honorable mention, I got one and done. And it talks about Ben Simmons, his one year at, well, high school and his one year at LSU. And he talks about, like, the difficulties of playing college basketball, like having to deal with, okay, I have to do all this, that, and the third, I'm not getting paid for it. Cause, you know, he was a big advocate. He didn't want to be there. He didn't show up to class. Coaches used to make a run. He said, that's good for me for the draft anyway. Yep. So and that's why he couldn't get any SEC awards because it's like his grades that bad. But, yeah, so those are my three. And my honorable mention, check those out. Oh, and dude, by the way, I finished uh, uh, four days. Four days in October. In October. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. four days in October exactly is, is awesome. I think we talked about that one on the last show. Yeah, four days in October is awesome. I left that one off because I knew you. I'd, uh, we had mentioned it before. So I tried to pick three that uh, people may have not seen that pertain to like stuff we talk about a good bit, right? 
Um, first one is was just awesome. It's an SEC story. It's not a thirty for thirty. It's basically the SEC Network's thirty for thirties. It's called The Believer, right? It's uh, it's Steve Spurrier. It was done during his time here at the University of South Carolina. Uh, it's narrated by Kenny Chesney, a good friend of Steve Spurrier's. It goes through his days as a kid in Tennessee, um, his college career at Florida, um, how he met Miss Jerry. Miss, Miss Jerry's in it a lot too. She's phenomenal. Goes through some of his years here at the University of South Carolina, why he chose to come here. Hopefully in the next, I don't know, 10 years, five, five years, um, there'll be some kind of an update on the believer, like a believer part two, where he talks about leaving the University of South Carolina and going into this last phase of his life. Um, but yeah, that was, that one's phenomenal. I love that one. Um, this one, these next two are, I think I probably like, you don't, I don't know. I can't say 30 for 30. You don't know, Bo. It's about Bo Jackson. If you don't, yes. if you have not seen that one, go watch that one. It is awesome. It is everything. Like it's kind of similar. How do you talk about the you, right? Like it's, Everything you hear about Bo Jackson, right, when you're growing up, and you're like, God, he did these things. Like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like. That's that's incredible. There is, he hit the top in Kansas City, uh, the the Royals, which is where Bo Jackson played baseball. There was a giant, seventy-five foot tall. I think it's seventy-five foot tall. Crown. It might not be seventy-five foot. That might be. I don't know. It's very tall. Uh, crown in center field behind the center field wall. Bo Jackson hit the top of that thing. In practice, there's video of it uh, somewhere. I went to Kansas City about five years ago with my dad, and we sat there and we looked up at that thing for like five minutes. And he's looking at me and he's like, "Bo Jackson at the top of this thing, standing in the box with a bat. Like that is it's just nuts how how athletic he was. Crazy genetic freaks, genetic freaks, insane. It's awesome. And also, like I love like shooting. I'm a big bow or i was in high school I, I haven't really shot it since i've been in college like shooting my bow like i used to go sit out in the yard and do that all the time and that's like bo jackson's hobby now like he just builds his own arrows and shoots his hoyt bow in his yard so like that was just funny to me that that's just what he's doing now it's just it is very relaxing i mean i know why he does it. like it's awesome and uh but yeah he's like doing that in the end of it just kind of telling you like what he does now and it's like, that one's just incredible really cool stories and they're really good like archived footage of him doing crazy stuff um talks about his hip injury and things like that too and then the last one this is essential if you were a college football fan to watch this uh it is one of the first 30 for 30s that came out it remains one of the best ones probably the best one i think i've ever seen i i would I would put this one above pretty much any other one I've ever seen. I can't think of any, any other one. I would say four days in October, but I show a little favoritism towards that one because I'm a Red Sox fan. So I would say the pony excess number one yes. about SMU and all the cheating they did end up getting the death penalty. If you have never seen that, you need to go watch it. If you were a college football fan, you need to go rewatch it. It is just incredible. Like every time I watch it, I forget about how crazy the things going on there were, and the U was similar, but this was like the, the U was done with like, Oh, we're this private, like cool club. This was done as like, ain't nobody going to find out about any of this. And somebody found out about every bit of it. So yeah. It killed them. It, it was, it's an incredible watch. Just, I just really, have to watch it. 
I really wish that like, like you could like meet people from all the other Texas schools in that area to figure out what they were doing at the time and how that affected them. And speaking of Texas schools, like I told you before, I haven't been there. What's the movie that you were saying we should go see about Bear Bryant, Texas? Oh, uh, Junction Boys. I have not been able to get that, but I'm, I might order it's, the book. It's I hard to like, find. I don't know why it's hard to find. I would think ESPN would kind of have, you know, that next would be a great thing for them to have planned. Like right now, I still have nothing else to do. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm read the book on that, and then I'm, gonna, then I'm eventually gonna just have to buy mess around and buy the uh, uh, movie off of Amazon and just compare them because I feel like there's some great stuff in that. Speaking of tools, I've heard the book was better than the movie. Okay. Um. So yeah, you should be in for a treat there. That that's awesome too. I think we mentioned that a couple times last week, but yeah, go watch Junction Boys or read Junction Boys. Uh, I haven't read it. I've watched the movie. Um. It's it's really cool. Uh, the movie, uh, I mean, it's not the best movie in the world, but it's pretty informative. I've heard the book is great. Uh, it's just kind of some cool stories to give you a little insight on what Bear Bryant was doing when he was at A&M um, and some other places. But that's going to be it for us. Uh, stay safe, I guess. Wash your hands. Do all of those things that people are telling you to do. Um, we'll be dropping about once a week. So in the meantime, make sure you're subscribed. You're following on Spotify, doing whatever. Follow the show. Follow at lead underscore block. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Matthew at Matthew Chosen with the number one, myself at Tyler Walter CNR. Um, and we will see you sometime next week, probably Wednesday. I would say expect Wednesday drops from now on. And if there's going to be a change, we'll let you know on our Twitter. I'll try to drop at least one documentary sports type thing a day on the Twitter account. Just uh, Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. All right. We will see you next week. Peace. Peace. Thanks, Ben Sound, for the intro and outro. This podcast is part of the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Garnet Media Group is a partnership between student-run media outlets at the University of South Carolina. Find out more about Garnet Media Group's podcast and other student work on garnetmedia.org.